We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 275 On this episode, we've got some news And then we'll be taking a, a brief look ahead at the fall 2015 TV schedule After all the upfront announcements from last week and then we'll be discussing the season finales of Jane the Virgin, Arrow, The Blacklist, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and then also talking about iZombie. Uh, plus, we've got some uh, TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 275. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com. I'm Ray from the internet. And joining us today is... <laughs> And I'm Kyle. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Who's Kyle? That's it. That's right. <laughs> Kyle, that's it? It's an interesting name. Yeah, Amory's on the quest to turn Kyle into, you know, like Cher or Madonna, you know, just one name. Everybody knows who he is. Mm-hmm. He can be just Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have my own one-man show. Uh, I I was going to say something, but I don't know what it was. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're already off the rails. Yeah, there was a joke there for a half a second, and then it disappeared before I could. Kyle saves the world. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to save this episode of the podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, because the next show that he joined, it just, boom, it was instantly gone. Even though it was in its second season. So... You may not want to have Kyle on as a guest on your podcast on the next <laughs> Or just Kyle. <laughs> you have Kyle from Notary on Satnet on. Yeah. You don't have just Kyle because it might show an early demise for your uh, for your show, even though you're in, you know, well into season two. All right. With that, a little bit of news. First up, as, as we it, – it looked like it was going to be, but CBS finally announced that CSI – We'll come to an end with a two-hour movie, but apparently they're going to try and somehow figure out something to be able to stuff practically everybody that's ever been on the show into a two-hour episode. So that should be some mystery hmm. that they're going to do. And then and then Ten Danson will head off to Washington, D.C. to join CSI Cyber. So is, is uh, what's his name, Dawson Leary guy still on it, or is he... CSI Cyber, uh, what's his name? Peter, uh, can't think of his name, but uh, the guy that was sort of playing the boss. Peter McNichol? Yeah, Peter McNichol. He's he's leaving CSI Cyber. Okay. And and it sounds like they're, the Ted Dance is just like joining her team, sort of. Not that he's becoming like the new boss or something like that. That they're just going to insert her as the boss and they're doing away with a layer of management, apparently, <laughs> in the CSI Cyber world. <laughs> Next up, Hulu has picked up the Mindy Project for a fourth season of, uh, I think it was 26 episodes, so uh, that was briefly canceled, and now we'll be back uh, for your viewing pleasure on Hulu. I don't know, I'm I'm happy about that, but then I've never watched an episode of this last season of Community, because it's it's not convenient. (laughs) Community is really convenient. It shows up on my TiVo. Hulu, I guess I could watch, but I have to subscribe to Hulu Plus, which I have no intention of doing because I'm not paying for ads. Well, I don't so. have any 
I don't have any easy access other than to like you know click on a link or go to Yahoo and you know find it and watch it. There's no, I don't have any any device or any app that hasn't you know that has an app on it to be able to get to it. So, uh, and then Hulu, it'll be sort of the same because you know unless you're a Hulu Plus uh, member, you can't you know the app doesn't really do any good. Uh, so we'll see about that, but. Uh, Good news for fans of that show. Then, as uh, apparently happened just as we were starting to record, MTV announced that uh, Finding Carter is getting another 12 episodes, which uh, we're all assuming is a third season since the previous two (laughs) seasons have been 12 episodes. So, at any rate, what's happening now is not going to be the end of that. And then, uh, lastly, uh, Showtime and David Lynch seem to have uh, worked out their differences uh, for uh, the Twin Peaks uh, return. And uh, apparently it's now going to be even longer than nine episodes. So I don't know what that means. It could be 10, could be 11, could be 12. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but uh, for everybody that was hoping that that would uh, somehow work itself out so that you would have Lynch directing all the episodes... Lynch is going to be directing all the episodes, and I can't wait to see (laughs) what the the reviews are when they come out and how many people go, man, Lynch is really all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) But I suppose if you're going to do it, you might as well do it with both the people that created it. And uh, And the people that liked it when it first aired liked it because of him, probably. So So that's that's the news. A little bit less than, uh, just a tiny bit less than last week. And we'll jump ahead. It's uh, still sort of doozy, but uh, we're going to take a little bit of an early look at uh, the fall 2015 uh, schedule. And, uh, you know, based on seeing some of the trailers and reading about some of the shows and stuff like that, uh, maybe pick out a handful of shows that uh, we're sort of actually looking forward to, or at least looking forward to finding out more about, that are on uh, early probation for maybe getting added to. <laughs> Uh, to the list. Uh, with that, we'll start out with Sundays. And uh, Sundays will be pretty much the same as they are, as as, the, as they've been uh, for a while now. Except for ABC has, uh, we'll now have uh, new show Oil and Of Kings and Prophets following uh, Once Upon a Time. And CBS has uh, CSI Cyber uh, moving to uh, close out Sunday nights after Madam Secretary and The Good Wife. And uh, Fox is staying with what they have right now with The Simpsons, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Family Guy, and Last Man on Earth. And then NBC will have uh, Sunday Night Football. And for Sundays, did uh, either Oil or of Kings and Prophets have either of you going, oh, that looks interesting, or, or oh, there's two shows I can skip? I have uh, no idea what those are. <laughs> I, I think probably on the skip side, Oil, I said, hey, that's Dallas in Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> and then of Gods and Prophets, I said, I, I like this better when I saw it as Kings with a uh, more recognizable cast. <laughs> so I'll probably end up skipping both of those. Yeah, but. Oil was, uh, hey, Don Johnson's playing JRU, and you check that out. So, yeah, I don't know. The, neither one of those really, uh, really did much for me. As always, I'll check everything at least the first episode of most everything out once the once the fall actually rolls around but uh and it's all it's also hard to get judge based on cuz a lot of the trailers that came out are all the 
they're trailers that they that the advertising departments built to try and get advertisers to <laughs> get excited about the shows. And so some of them give a lot away. Some of them could be telling a completely different story than the show actually is once you get a, a chance to look at it. So plus you only have like one episode usually to even pull from for these. For the new shows, you're you're trying to create a, a two minute trailer, you know, out of a forty two minute episode and so that's always interesting when you when you get like the well, moving on to Mondays, when you get the six minute Supergirl trailer, which is basically <laughs> like I'm assuming everything that pretty much happens in the episode you've seen now, because moving on to Mondays, uh, ABC will have Dancing with the Stars and Castle, and then CBS will have Big Bang Theory and new show Life in Pieces, followed by Scorpion and NCIS Los Angeles. And that will be for the first few weeks of the season while they are doing Thursday Night Football once again. And then once football ends on uh, Thursday nights for CBS... Big Bang and Life in Pieces will move to kick off Thursday nights, and Supergirl will take over the opening hour on CBS, and then it'll be Scorpion and NCS Los Angeles. The CW has Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, new show, followed by Jane the Virgin, and then Fox will have Gotham, followed by new show Minority Report. And then NBC will have The Voice, followed by new show Blindspot. How about any of those, Ray? Any of those... uh, well, Supergirl, obviously. <laughs> um, I have Blind Spot as a maybe. I think that was all you mentioned that I have on my list. I don't even know what the. I haven't even really watched most of these trailers, so. <laughs> not interested. Not interested in the uh, musical Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I have no idea what that is. So, like, it's. I'm again. I'm saying like. The few that I know about are because either the, there are people in it that I like or like. I couldn't avoid seeing the trailer, but other than that, <laughs> I'm always interested as the ones that, that somehow creeped up into into Ray's uh, <laughs> purview since she's she tries to stay away from anything at all spoilery. So yeah, this well, is where I break my one rule. But... <laughs> this is when I break my one rule of not watching trailers. I watch them for the new, <laughs> and the problem is these are so spoilery for the most part. Because like you said, some of them are like seven, eight minutes long. Like I think a bunch of the CBS ones were super long. Uh, no, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, some of them take stuff out of context and you know move stuff around. I don't know. Uh... I just don't have time to watch them. <laughs> I watched them all this morning. It took me like an hour to watch them all this morning. <laughs> but uh, I've been busy, so sorry. Yeah. Well, when you when there's like, you know, 30 shows coming in the fall and the trailers are a minimum of two minutes. <laughs> you know? Here's what I've learned. The, these will all be moved around. They won't be the nights that you're saying right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at least half of them will not end up airing in the fall. They will air at some other time. <laughs> yeah, Maybe not half, but... <laughs> but uh, I don't know for for the Monday night stuff. Uh, Blind spots. That one, you know, that one looks you know interesting from you know some you know action mystery conspiracy minority report. Uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of interested in just to see sort of the idea of transforming you know a movie into a weekly series. You know the the idea of the movie into a weekly series to see. We have several examples of that this year, so you see see which one does it best. Well, to see if they can do, like, 12 Monkeys, uh, you know, and make it, you know, actually a compelling 
week to week series. Uh, Crazy Ex Girlfriend looks like not for me, but it also looks like it would pair well with Jane the Virgin. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I was trying to find stuff to like about Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Like this is just so weird. I mean, it was originally made for Showtime as a half hour show, and then they are retrofitting it now and cutting out some of the cursing and making it for the CW. Although, on the other hand, when you think of a show going from an, a half hour to an hour, it's really going from a half hour to like 41 minutes, you know, like 29 minutes to like That's 41 true. Yeah, minutes. Yeah, half because, hour on cable. Because yeah. a half hour on cable actually uses most of the half hour, <laughs> and an hour on network actually only uses about 40 to 42 minutes these days. Uh, but I think, I think most of all, uh, you know, looking forward to Supergirl. I think that's an interesting uh, idea. I think uh, uh, what I hear that uh, it'll be the first time since like the 50s or something like that, that CBS won't have a comedy on Monday on Monday night, which is, you know, that's a long, that's a long running tradition to, uh, uh, to do away with. But, uh, but I'm fine with that. I'm not generally a fan <laughs> of the CBS comedies. Yeah, for, for me, I the my two like two of my top ones out of everything were Minority Report, which looks great, although I fully expect it to be aired completely out of order and possibly <laughs> canceled after and not picked up for the rest of the season. But uh, yeah, that's Super possible. Oh, but I'm also giving the benefit of the doubt to that there's a whole new crew of people running Fox right now, and we'll see what they do with something like that. Since the person that did that to the last show like this, yeah. Is no longer there. He's running TNT TBS. So. <laughs> I thought Supergirl looked great from the trailer. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Although it didn't quite feel like a CBS show. It felt more like it belongs on the CW, but we'll see how that works out. Blindspot I thought looked interesting. And then Life in Pieces, eh, it looked like a... It has a really good cast, but it looked like a less family-friendly modern family. Yeah, it just looked like, a, hey, let's let's do modern family Six years after it was really hot, <laughs> so yeah, not so not so much there. But uh, that's uh, that's Monday. Move on to Tuesdays, uh, which will ABC will be kicking off the night with the Muppets, uh, followed by the return of Fresh Off the Boat, and then Marvel's Agents of Shield, and the new show Quantico. Uh, CBS will have NCIS NCIS New Orleans, and then followed by new show Code Black. The CW is going with The Flash and I Zombie. Uh, Fox is going all new on the night with. Uh, opening with com- comedies Grandfathered and The Grinder, and then Scream Queens, which that's like a two-hour block that makes no sense to me. But, but well, right. Scream Queens is a comedy. Yeah, but it's also like you have two two comedies that are centered by guys, older followed guys, by- <laughs> followed by Scream Queens, which is about a sorority. A sorority. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be college girls. Other than the comedy, supposed comedy aspect of it. But uh, then NBC has uh, The Voice, uh, followed by new show Heartbreaker. And then that'll be followed by uh, Best Time Ever with Neil Patrick Harris for a few weeks. And then Chicago Fire will return to that that time period. I have to say, that's the one that's weird to me, is I get trying to launch Heartbreaker out of The Voice since... And then not putting it at the end of the night since you're going to bring Chicago Fire back. But best time ever with Neil Patrick Harris seems like the perfect thing to flow out of an hour of The Voice. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know. I guess they uh, – just, that just seems like a weird spot 
at least for that few weeks, you know, for that first few weeks of the season before they uh, bring Chicago Fire back, the Muppets looked uh, the Muppets looked funny. I'm glad they brought Fresh off the boat back. I'm interested in Quantico. Uh, Code Black looked like. I thought Code Black was Wednesday and Limitless was Tuesday. Or did they change? I don't know. The schedule I was looking at had it the other way around, so... Don't worry, it'll change before the yeah. fall. <laughs> <laughs> Code Black is a, you know... I mean, the cast looked really good. And, you know, it's a medical drama with, uh, you know, in a really busy ER that's uh, really low on funds. Stop me if you've heard that premise before. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a solid. It looked like a solid medical drama. I'm just not sure I want another solid medical drama. I don't know. Apparently, screen. the networks think that we're short on medical dramas. Because Heartbreakers one too. With and Heartbreaker Rose, but... and Chicago Med will show up at some point. You know, at mid season, and so yeah, I don't know. There's a, and there's still the night shift out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's summer. That's playing right now. <laughs> yeah, but it's almost done. Oh, no, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot it moved. I forgot it moved to mid-season. I stopped watching after yeah. the first season. I don't know. I really liked the trailers for Grandfathered and The Grinder, but they both seemed like great premises for ninety-minute comedies. You know, ninety-minute movies. Yes. Uh, I I, I was so interested to see what the ongoing like how they develop into what you know how and the ensemble in them develops into an ongoing storytelling past the past the premise any of those uh find their way into your uh your line of sight ray <laughs> well the muppets obviously which i will absolutely be watching i didn't watch the trailer for grandfathered but i do like john stamos so i don't know about that um, <laughs> I also don't know about Scream Queens because I saw the trailer at the movie theater, ironically, this weekend because I watched it and thought, wow, they got that up there fast. <laughs> it was perfect because it was right before Pitch Perfect too, so it seemed like a perfect pairing. But <laughs> And I don't know because I normally love that kind of show, but it's Ryan Murphy and I hate him. So he always has a good, <laughs> He always has a good first season or two. I, so I trust the first season will be decent. I don't know about season. <laughs> he has a good premise. He always has a good like start, and then it goes nowhere. So, but is somebody's here? Um, <laughs> answer the door. No, um, I'm not answering the door. <laughs> take a buddy with you because we're talking about three queens. <laughs> but is uh, isn't is did I did I see correctly that Scream Queens is supposed to be anthology like so. Did you just say yeah, cream queen so. creams? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I don't know. I don't care because it's Ryan Murphy. <laughs> His shows always yeah. don't – they don't have very good follow-through. Well, they start to get crazy and weird. And yeah. Well, that's – but I think that's the the potential is uh, – I mean, granted, they, they've tried to you know step things up on American Horror Story and stuff like that, and it doesn't always work out, but – if you're basically rebooting <laughs> each year with a new, you know, a new crazy idea where you don't have to continue the story on forever with the the characters that you're starting with, so yeah, I think that'll uh, definitely help. 
For for me, the Muppets, like I absolutely loved that trailer. I will definitely be watching that. And same with the Grinder. I thought that I love the cast, and I think that looks like it's going to be great. Quantico. As soon as I started watching that trailer, I'm like, oh, it's the new Sh- Shonda Rhimes show. <laughs> but no, because it, it feels like Grey's Anatomy set in like the FBI, like that first season of Grey's Anatomy. But I, I'm I'm up in the air on that Until one. Until the conspiracy uh, takes place, and then. yeah. <laughs> I'll have to see how that one is. And then, like, Code Black and Heartbreaker, if I really want another medical drama, maybe I'll stick with one of those or both of those or whatever. I'm also interested in Scream Queens because I've actually really enjoyed the first season of every one of Ryan Murphy's shows. So I'll give him at least a season. Well, I'm sure Amory is really looking forward to uh, being disappointed by the American accent in Heartbreakers. (laughs) 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 <laughs> but other than that, you know, I think for me, for me, the the Fox comedies and, uh, you know, the Muppets. What is Heartbreakers? Is that Melissa George? Is that why you're saying that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that trailer was awful, but OK, sorry. And then and then I don't know the the sort of actiony again, sort of like a blind spot. The the actiony conspiracy mystery uh, type show. It depends on whether the characters are interesting or, you know, if there's more than just some off, you know, some big conspiracy that they're always going to be following. It looked like, you know, potentially interesting. With that, we'll move on to uh, Wednesdays. Uh, ABC will is uh, standing pat. They they found something that finally worked well, and they're like, we're not messing with it. So it'll be the middle, the Goldbergs, Modern Family, Blackish, and Nashville. Uh, CBS will have Survivor and Criminal Minds, followed by a new show, Limitless. Uh, the CW will have Arrow and Supernatural. Uh, Fox has new show, Rosewood, followed by Empire. And NBC is also standing pat on the night with The Mysteries of Laura, Law & Order SVU, and Chicago PD. So only a, a couple new shows on the night. Limitless, based on another one, based on, <laughs> based on a movie, although this one looks like it's actually a continuance of the movie since Bradley Cooper seems to be repri- reprising his role uh, from the movie and will apparently uh, periodically show up. I'm assuming in November, in <laughs> February, in and May. May. <laughs> just just a hunch, but uh, might be when his schedule frees up. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like the movie, and I didn't like Intelligence, which just looks like a ripoff. Of. <laughs> so I won't be watching that. And I thought Rosewood was possibly the least interesting show out of all of them that I saw trailers for. It's a toss-up, but that I won't be watching. I'll likely not be watching either of those. Yeah, I, well, you know, it's another doctor helping the cops type of thing, but the I. I'll watch it to see what the actual, but the, the way the trailer played, it seemed cheesy. Yes. To me, and I was like, is the, I'm not sure. I wonder if that's really what they're going for. Cause you know, they had some, you know, a twist in there of with more chestnuts character and, and whatnot. That's a little more serious, but the whole thing played a little cheesier than I would have expected. But uh, yeah, those are the, the two new ones. Uh, Thursday, uh, would you believe ABC is standing back on another night with the Grey's Anatomy scandal and how to get away with murder. 
If only there was a fourth hour for them to shove another <laughs> show. Uh, and then uh, CBS has football for the first few weeks, and then it'll be Big Bang Theory, Life in Pieces, Mom, and Angel from Hell, followed by Elementary, uh, with uh, Life in Pieces and Angel from Hell being new shows. Uh, the CW will be The Vampire Diaries, followed by The Originals. Uh, so there, the CW was like, ABC, you you have a Shonda night. We're going to have a Julie Pleck night. <laughs> and uh, then Fox will have Bones, followed by Sleepy Hollow. And NBC is going with uh, Heroes Reborn, followed by The Blacklist. And then new show, The Player, to close out the night. We already sort of talked about Life in Pieces. Angel from Hell... I don't know. Potentially funny. I I like the two people that are in it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm in the same boat. <laughs> but it's a Kyle Bornheimer show. It has no chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he's sort of he's not he's not the lead. He's, he's just supporting. He's a supporting player. So maybe it'll uh, maybe it'll stick around. But uh, I don't know. I liked sort of Jane Lynch as the the guardian angel that's sort of just like hardly in your face stalker you know and then uh what's not to like about maggie lawson so that one uh, looks interesting especially since i i mean i'm already watching mom so it would be nice to have something that's actually good as a companion piece <laughs> there to just like record that whole hour and uh i'll check out uh, heroes reborn can't be any worse than the final piece. just to see i mean well it could the hope, the hope is that much like the original is that the first season is really good <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh i don't have any plans on going back and watching like the final season and a half that i never watched of the well, i did i watched it all of the previous uh, uh for any type of continuity or whatever and i'll check out the player just because i like those action series like that and uh it's got uh, you know Wesley Snipes and then uh, Philip Winchester from uh, Strike Back, uh, which is you know it's a big uh, it's a big fall season for Strike Back characters since so uh, on the same they're on the same network too aren't they? Yeah, Blind Blind Spot and uh, and the player. Although Blind Spot seemed like it would have fit better with <laughs> with the Black Clips, but either one I, I think it looks like a good fun action. Yeah, I think well, it's a yeah, a lot of the stuff. I think uh I think NBC is hoping that much like the Blacklist did really well flowing out of the voice that Blindspot will do the will do something similar and that uh and that they put the player on Thursday nights cuz if it were to die a quick death, they could just throw Chicago Med in there <laughs> real quick. <laughs> so have, do they not have faith in it and that's what <laughs> I don't know. That's as uh, I'm sure it's uh, helps with the plan you know, I think that's probably the what will happen anyways at some point, but you know, it could happen a little maybe a little earlier than than they originally planning. Uh then uh Fridays, uh ABC is Last Man Standing, followed by new show Dr. Kin, followed by Shark Tank in twenty twenty, CBS will be the Amazing Race, Hawaii Five O and Blue Bloods. Uh the CW will kick off the night with Rain, followed by America's next top model. Fox has MasterChef Junior, followed by World's Funniest Fails. And NBC will have Undateable with its all-live season, followed by a new show, uh, People Are Talking. And then Grimm and Dateline NBC. Two new comedies on the night. Dr. Ken, I don't know 
He, I just don't. I've never Awful. really found him funny. <laughs> but it does. But it does have the kid from. <laughs> I, as much as I like Albert Tsai, there's no way he can save this show. <laughs> this show just looks bad. <laughs> yeah. So I. Yeah, I don't know. I based it strictly on the trailer. I'm even more disappointed that Cristela didn't get picked up to get another, to get another shot uh, there. And then there's uh, people are talking with uh, Mark Paul Gossler, and uh, that's the one that uh, isn't that the one that Megan Rath will be in the pilot. She's in the pilot, yeah, and she won't be in anymore. They'll recast, or I don't know if she'll even be in the pilot. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know if they're going to reshoot or recast or or what they're going to do there, but... Uh, Just the laugh track distracted me the whole time, which which I found really weird this season. CBS, all of their comedies they picked up are single camera, and so they'll never last. They'll die. <laughs> you know, yeah. CBS audiences love their laugh tracks. And then this show has like a, just a really distracting and annoying laugh track. I hope it's just they added it to the trailer just to try to make it seem funnier. Well, but, the, Yeah, well, the flaw of the the laugh track is when you notice it, it's because you're not laughing. And so that's the, if you're laughing at the stuff, you, you don't end up noticing the laugh track as much because you're laughing with the fake laugh, but, but it really stands out when you're sitting there and nothing's making you laugh. So uh, that's, that's usually not a good sign, but uh, then we'll move on to uh, Saturdays, which uh, ABC will have Saturday Night College Football. CBS will have reruns, followed by 48 Hours. Uh, Fox will also have college football, and NBC will have a two-hour Dateline, uh, followed by uh, vintage episodes of Saturday Night Live, which seems to be working well for them on <laughs> on Saturday nights at 10, so they're going to stick with that. So overall, what's the... For you know the shows in the fall, what's what's the one or two show that shows that you're like most looking forward to, Kyle? If I just can pick two, I'll say Minority Report and The Muppets. And how about you, Ray? The Muppets <laughs> and uh, probably Supergirl. Yeah, for me, I think it's probably it's, it's definitely Supergirl is right there at the top. With the rest of the stuff, there's some things that I you know that. There's a high level of interest, but there's uh, lots of difficulty in execution on whether those things will uh, pay out. And, uh, you know, with uh, some of the production team behind Supergirl being the same that's been, you know, behind The Flash and and Arrow, I have less, like, worry about, like, that's going to, you know, not be watchable in some way. Uh, whereas things like Minority Report and Quantico, those would be like the you know the next couple things that I'm you know or Blind Spot, but those are all. It depends on whether they go. If it's all conspiracy and you could care less about the characters, you know, or you know what's going on from episode to episode isn't interesting. Uh, you know, like you know the thing that's interesting about the Blacklist isn't necessarily the big conspiracy and mystery that's ongoing. It's it's red. <laughs> He's a very interesting, compelling character. Uh, so if there's not something like that, I don't know that uh, it'll keep me interested. But uh, that's the uh, that's the fall season. As always, we'd be interested in hearing uh, what shows you are are most looking forward to in the fall. You can always hit us up 
uh, in the comments in the show notes or at feedback at tvtimes3.com. And uh, let us know what uh, what fall shows are are you most looking forward to. And with that, uh, we'll jump into the uh, primetime segment. Got a few season finales to talk about. First up, Jane the Virgin, Season 1, Episode 22, which is titled Chapter 22. <laughs> uh, the season finale. And uh, we'll start with you, Ray. What did you think of... Uh, the season of Jane the Virgin and where things ended up in the season finale. I thought it was a great season. <laughs> I really love this show. Um, I liked the finale quite a bit, actually, <laughs> as I struggle to figure out what to say about it. I called that ending, though. <laughs> as soon as he said, as soon as she said, the, the police girl who came back, um... Wow, I just had her name in my head. Whatever. As soon as she said that uh, she had, um, Cinerosa had seen a plastic surgeon, she's going to have a different face. I actually thought it was going to end up being the nurse, but I kept waiting for somebody to show up that would clearly be Cinerosa, just with a different face. <laughs> um, so I figured that something was going to happen to the baby. So, although it'll be interesting to see where they start, because clearly, <laughs> is it a trick to try and not have a baby, a newborn baby in the show? <laughs> because that can be the one bad thing, you know? Um, well, she's going to be a wreck as long as they don't <laughs> find the baby. She's not going to be your happy-go-lucky self. This is true. <laughs> but, I mean, you could you could flash forward a little bit, and we wouldn't have seen her be that person. But, it, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how they're going to do it. I imagine they're probably going to start up pretty close to where they ended it there. <laughs> I thought the whole naming of the baby was very sweet. I did love the Las Vegas marriage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Those two. Um, I don't know what else. I guess the concern about Michael never came to fruition. He never, you know, foreshadowing that Michael may die. <laughs> that happened earlier in the season. I kind of was curious to see if they would follow through with that. But um, so far, not yet. No, he's, uh, he's still got to get back together with her and get... What about... To stay no, out that's, of that's not happening. What about the finding of another sample? Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that one. Plus, how do they just hand that over to her? Like, it's already been a mess. And she just walks in, yeah, I'm the wife, and there's no check of ID or, like, any kind of, like, signature or anything like that. They just hand it over. Not only that, like, you just hit, like, is she going to use it right now? What? I don't understand. <laughs> like, it's not like they're handing it over in a cooler. Like, hey, here's the sample. You might want to keep it cool so that it actually is viable. I don't know. <laughs> The whole thing was a little... I mean, it's supposed to be over-the-top telenovela, but still. I don't really love... I mean, I get it. I don't love her as the evil villain. <laughs> like, I liked her better once they started getting away from that with her. So it kind of... I think that's where I was a little disappointed in it, because I was just like, really? <laughs> but I guess, you know, there's still time for her to decide to do something not evil or awful with it, but... I don't know if I believe that that will happen. I wonder what happened. I guess Michael just stopped seeing her, the ex-girlfriend. 
there were a couple of like little threads like that that were just kind of left hanging where I was like, we're never going to get any closure on that. I guess not. I mean, I, we could return to it next season. I just, but overall I really loved the show and I liked the way the season finale ended. I cried, which is always a good sign. Anyway. How about you, Kyle? I didn't cry, but uh, <laughs> but I did I did enjoy the show. Um, I I like I did especially enjoy that the surprise wedding because I really wanted them to to get back together. So that was good that it just happened. Like they didn't get dragged out; <laughs> they were just suddenly married. So I'm interested to see how that plays out next season. Um, I do want Michael and Jane to get together. So maybe if the baby's not there now, they'll never bring the baby back, and then they'll get together. Look, but I that'll happen. That just seems way too sad of a thing to, to deal with on, on, the show, on, on a thing that's a comedy drama. I mean, I would think it'd be more likely that they would bring the baby back, and therefore they would get him together because that would cause. Yeah, but then it's because Michael finds the baby. But seeing as it's the other guy's kid, it just is a little weird, like that that would bring them together. But I thought maybe we'd even find out, like when they're saying there's a big shocker with the with the pregnancy or something uh, at the end. I thought maybe we were going to suddenly find out, like the kid was going to come out black, and it wasn't even going to be either of their. He's like they had the wrong stuff all together. Well, that was the other possibility when they. That would have been funny. When the person at the clinic was saying the samples were messed up, there was some problems and uh, with the our storage, and we've been able to work through and find everything. And and instead of saying we found a second, you know, sample that we, you know, the samples were mixed up. Yeah, that's what I thought like it was. Gonna... And so yeah. that was a possibility. But yeah, to have uh, to have her walk out with the. I think that's just one of those things in a show that it's it's for like. I guess technically that could still be a thing that's coming because they, what could happen is he would say, "I didn't have that many samples, so I don't understand how they would have more." I don't know. But she did yeah. see the baby. Yeah, but that doesn't mean yeah. it's. I mean, have you seen babies? <laughs> they all look the same. Yes. It's not like you instantly see it and say, "Look, it's him. It's Raffaello." No. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what, what, what was it? Uh, Mattel, Mattel, Mattagio or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess, you know, there's still places, uh, there's still plenty of places to go. I was just really, you know, they, they went for like a handful of extra twists than a normal episode because it was a season finale and they went for one really big one with the, uh, the baby being taken, uh, and, and stuff like that. But, uh, it's, they still... I find that they maintain for a complete season of 22 episodes with this type of storytelling, and it just worked. It continued to work all the way uh, through the end. Yeah, are there things from time to time, you know, like her walking out with the sample, where I think that's all, it's sort of for like the dramatic license of the scene or whatever. You're not necessarily supposed to take that that's 100% exactly (laughs) like... That would happen because, yeah, when you start thinking about those types of things, it starts taking you out of the moment. You're just like, wait, (laughs) seems like there would be lots of paperwork and that they might also want to actually get a hold of the dude (laughs) 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 and stuff like that. But, 
you know, for this type of show, it, it seems it seemed right for her to, you know, find out that Roth was playing her and and to not tell him about to, uh, you know, not tell him about it and to go take it herself. And you know, when they return, it could be two or three months into the, you know into the show, and turns out she's pregnant now. <laughs> I don't see how that would be a way to get him back. That seems like a way that would really extra piss him off. But, you know, she's always not thinking clearly exactly. So uh, we'll see what they do with that with that going forward. But, yeah, I, I really look forward to that, uh, to Jane the Virgin coming back, you know, next season. And uh, with that, we'll move on to the next show on the list. Uh, I Zombie, uh, Season 1, Episode 9, Patriot Brains. And uh, we'll start with you this time, Kyle. What did uh, what did you think of uh, what went down here in this episode? I hope that, that uh, what's his name, Lowell isn't really dead, but I'm sure he probably is. Uh, because I, th- I really like them, those two together, uh, he and Liv. But uh, I'm thinking that... Uh, He's uh, deader than he was before. Uh, um, <laughs> well, does it, but, it finally confirm that that's the way to uh, – <laughs> that you do have to smash him in the head or cut him in – you know, shoot him in the head or something? Just like any other zombie, you got to get him in the head. I, get him I in the brain. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I liked this episode, how it played out with her, like, trying to uh, to follow Blaine. Like, she finally got her – she she – talk to Lowell instead of just dragging this thing on like oh she thinks it's something's wrong she actually told him what she thought happened and he uh like that never happens on the show usually it drags out for episodes but uh so she got the truth and he admitted that he didn't want to know where the brains came from and I I still don't fully understand why she sees these visions and other people apparently see the visions but they don't seem to like you just get the occasional thing of them taking on the traits where she seems to be affected more by it than the other i think they tried to point it out with him saying i don't go i'm not like you i don't go searching we've for triggers the traits it's yeah it's the triggers that trigger the memories but we've seen him take on the traits like when he was gay and yeah like, yeah that's the only situation i can remember of anyone else but like all these other people that well i guess there was the one guy this time that said he was sick of of getting all of like the young uh, people and and eating those brains because it was doing something to them or whatever the guy who was ordering off the menu but which is another thing she eats her brains with like hot sauce like how do these like do these fancy expensive meals even taste any different or is it still just brain like uh, that these people order from his restaurant um, like although the, yeah in this I one think there was it like, has some kind of taste but I think it was just more of a to be able to say funny dishes with the brains <laughs> as the main course <laughs> instead of, you know, instead of it being steak or chicken or fish or something. But uh, I I like that she finally, that sort of a picture of what's going on kind of uh, finally came about. They still haven't seemed to, even though he said he scratched me and then he's, you know, he was my only supply uh, and then they figure that there's somebody uh, in the police station. Uh, they don't necessarily – I don't know if they're necessarily thinking zombie or not, but they haven't really put the whole plan together of like that he's been creating his own you know, different 
Exactly. She'll get there though. Yeah, I think that's. I think that uh, they'll probably get there in the next episode since they're now be looking for like a mole in the police department of who could have, you know, got these things changed, made it look like uh, all these people were found in a place where they were actually killed somewhere else. You know, it brought a lot of the bigger. This episode finally brought like a bigger, a lot of the bigger mystery in. Uh, to it, I like though that she she took on you know when she took on the traits of the of the soldier and like uh, when they brought somebody into the into the room to question them she like stands up at attention. And See, I don't even notice these things. All those little things like I that. do like it when they do it subtly like that actually. And, well, and then he sort of like looks at her like strange, but then just sort of goes about what they're doing, and she like realizes what she's doing and sits down. See, I tend to not even notice these things until they say, oh, you are taking on a trade of a soldier, and then they point it out. Like, I don't even notice. You didn't when... realize it when she took out, like, a whole group of people in, in paintball? You didn't nope, realize. didn't even notice. It. No, that's when I. That's when she did that, and then they said it, like, right afterwards. And then later when she was a sniper and stuff, like, it just doesn't even occur to me because that's the one problem. Like, when she keeps having these different traits, like, we don't even know her as herself. Like, so it just is just weird weird like you have nothing really to compare it to like no normal version of her to know what i would agree with that i'd agree with that but i also think those things stand out just because you every episode she's doing something completely different i mean in this episode she was doing a pretty good job of channeling like what a soldier looks like when they're just standing there at attention you know what i mean rather than her normal like yeah i just slouching and I didn't even understand why she was standing up. Like, That's just weird. <laughs> like, I didn't realize that was supposed to have to do with a soldier at all. Like, you got to pay more attention, Kyle. I guess yeah. so. <laughs> maybe they need to add more narration that I hate so she can say why she's doing what she's doing. Just for Kyle, it'll be saying, God, I didn't even realize I was standing at attention. <laughs> I think they do some stuff that's enough, like, sort of between brains that you get what she is. And I still say that that's the main thing that the that the voiceovers are there for is to give an idea of, of what she actually is. Uh, that's, you know, you're hearing her actual thoughts, not based on what, whatever brain she's on or whatever. Uh, I still think that's one of the main purposes of, of having those. But, but the, the thing that bothered me in this show is that when the guy comes over and he's like, look, I got my own, I got this brain from someplace else. And, then they just leave it sitting out, and I'm like, I keep going. Where's her roommate? <laughs> what is it? Do they know that she's not coming home? Like, is she gone for a long time? Seems like a brain you wouldn't just leave out on the counter right inside the door. Those are the things that take me out of out of it for a, a moment in this show. I'm so confused about her roommate. Anyway, I mean, in this episode, I think it clarified for me, but I really thought her roommate was her sister. But this time I realized, oh, maybe she is like a sorority sister. Yeah, she's a sorority sister because that's from the, you know, from the few know, episodes but, back. You, you really saw that. Like, <laughs> I mean, from the from the very first episode, it felt like they were. And then you it was like a couple episodes in that I realized, oh, no, they're just friends. And then you see they were, you know, sorority sisters. I know, but college I, it and, just never really clicked. I think it's just because we don't see the the room. Like, it's so weird when we see the root, the roommate. So it was like one of those things where I didn't wasn't seeing her enough to really understand who she yeah. was supposed to be and make the connection. And at first she was acting kind of just like the rest of the family where like she had that same attitude as the family did. So I was like, I don't understand. Anyway, 
Also, I did love in this episode major scene when he goes to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I really have come to love major. I didn't love him in the very first episode, but I have come to love him. <laughs> so I really like that scene where he's like, "No, really, <laughs> I have read." Well, that was that was the other thing uh, at the end when. Uh... When he calls and says, like, I shot somebody, and then they get there, and the, the guy's gone, and he's like, uh, you know, did you, have you started taking some medication? Have you stopped taking some medication? But then he picks up a, a shell casing, and it's obvious that he had actually fired some bullets. Yeah, but it doesn't mean he fired bullets into a person. I think that's what he's trying to say. But if you, but that's the thing is, if you looked around, there were no bullets like in the floor or in the wall or like where did those bullets? There was no, never like, oh, I found a shell casing. Where did he actually? Did he shot actually him out shoot? The and so, like, you might not, you might go, that's really, you know, you might start thinking, wow, that's really strange. Is he? There's actually bullets have been fired, but they don't seem to be in anything. You know, in here, and they it just sort of stopped at the oh, are you sure you're okay? You're not just crazy. And sometimes that makes me go, dude, you're supposed to be a better detective than that. <laughs> now, do you think I, I think Major will figure out the whole zombie thing by the end of this season? Like, he's got to figure he's getting so close to figuring it out at this point, I would think. Maybe I don't, I, what I like about it with him researching the brains and things like that is that I like that they're showing that to somebody like major, the idea of zombies is like ridiculous. Like he's not even yeah, he, <laughs> he's not going there. He hasn't, like, yeah. He hasn't seen enough yet or, or, or gone enough in his investigation to like start going for like the, the shooting, the guy and the guy being alive will be the thing. Yeah, I think, that, probably that will be, yeah. If he sees that guy again, he's definitely going to, uh, he's definitely going to start thinking about what uh, other possibilities besides, you know, some sort of plausible explanation is going on. Agreed. I was also glad, by the way, that Ravi was not. <laughs> <laughs> I need him to be human because I like him in that role, although I would have been OK with him probably as a zombie. But I liked his like fear and he kept trying to figure out whether he was turning into a zombie <laughs> <laughs> like smelling the brains to see if it it was starting to smell good to him or not. Or correct. Well, I like also the although I don't understand how you could infect the rats in the first place if there was no cross species thing happening. But I still liked him uh, not getting turning into a zombie. Maybe the ratio was off. He was too big based on the bite. You know what I mean? Well, he created. He tried to create the same settings that he thinks were you know originally cause it you know like the energy drink thing and the mixture or whatever he tried to recreate it and so it wasn't that he like transferred it from her to the rat exactly I guess. and uh and but yeah that was <laughs> he's like oh well, it did find out that apparently it doesn't transfer from species to species so that's good news <laughs> <laughs> I like her reaction. Like, why didn't you tell me any of this was going on? Because she's just upset. All right. On that note, we'll end the iZombie talk and move on to Arrow, uh, Season 3, Episode 23. My name is Oliver Queen, the season finale. Ray, what did you think of uh, where things ended up? 
to quote myself <laughs> when my friend was here watching the show with me and I said, thank God that's over. <laughs> I felt the same way. <laughs> I, to clarify, I still love the show and there are a lot of things I love about the show. However, this season, I really was hoping that they would be able to pull it back and prove to me that they actually had some kind of great plan all along, but they did not prove that to me. And I, I, I don't have a problem with the flashbacks, but halfway through this episode, I was done with <laughs> Like I was like, no, we've already seen everything we needed to see with these flashbacks. I don't understand why we're still seeing more of these people. They've killed each other. We're done with them. <laughs> not that they've killed each other, but you know what I mean. Like the, I can't remember their names, but which tells you how much I cared about them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't dislike them in the beginning. This season has gotten me to the point where I was like, I'm done I'm over this entire story. Now I'm okay. I like that um, Merlin became Rage Al Ghul. And I do still continue to love the dedication up until that last moment when Oliver called him Raz Al Ghul when he was taking the golden thimble, as I've come to call it. From him, <laughs> um, instead of calling him Rage Al Ghul, which should have been a clue to Roz, Rage, when he was dying, that Oliver did not plan to take over for him, regardless of having killed him. So I do love their dedication to the correct pronunciation. <laughs> I don't know if correct is the right word, but to the, if you are a part of the league, you, you call, call it one, one way, and if, if you're you not, not, you don't. That's right. <laughs> the thing, so, I don't... I don't understand why, like, you've killed him. Just destroy the little finger thingy and then just say, okay, it's done. He made a deal done. with Merlin. No, because that was the whole point. He had made the pre deal with Merlin beforehand. Yeah, but if he doesn't give it to Merlin, if he just smashes it, then Merlin's out of luck. He can't control them, and uh, it's just over. Like, I'm, not just sure you, I'm not sure you want just the League of Assassins. <laughs> like, they all still exist, so I'm not sure you want them out there You don't want them to disband with <laughs> But I'm okay with, like, I, I mean, I get, like, because that is a legend and whatever, and that person continues to exist. I'm fine with him existing. And I'm okay with it being Merlin. I just was over the storyline in general. Like, I just, I'm done with it. So I'm glad that it's over. <laughs> and I felt like, as much as I love Oliver and um, Felicity, this season kind of destroyed my interest in them as a couple. <laughs> Because they didn't, they shortcutted everything. Like they spent so much time on Felicity and Ray, and so little time on Felicity and Oliver that when they finally got Felicity and Oliver together, they just kind of got them together. They didn't, they didn't do anything. I don't know. Was it? It was not well done, is what I'm saying. Like they killed the chemistry, such as it was, between them. Like I was not happy that they were driving off to be happy. I mean, other than the fact that it's one of those scenes where you're just like. All right, people, we don't actually believe that he's leaving. So. I, I was hoping. I was like, oh, wait, this could be the end of it. I won't have to watch this anymore. <laughs> Let's just bring on the legends and bring on the Flash and continue there. Like well, he's Kyle, retired. you could stop watching. <laughs> no, because they'll do the crossovers and I'll be forced to watch. Well, that, that was the other thing that, that I thought was like just rushed and, and stupid, the way they like blew up Ray. It's like... We know he's in this other series that's coming. So, are we really supposed to think that he got blown up, blown up in that in that building? Well, I never like, thought that he actually got blown up. That's just I think that's just part of uh, how he ends up being able to uh, go, or why he goes, why he how he can go small. 
or uh, just just part of the ev- I think it's part of the evolution of the of the character and 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 the the abilities of uh, I don't think I would have necessarily thought that he was that they were killing him off. You know, it's kind of like the people at the end of a couple episodes ago when they're like, "Oh my god, they killed everybody." And you're like, "No. Yeah. <laughs> didn't just kill off the whole cast <laughs> in one fell swoop." It's it's one of those type of things. You know, I'm I'm perfectly fine, you know, with the uh, Oliver and Felicity getting a, you know, a summer off in the, you know, what Coast City or whatever and uh <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not fine with it. I'm just I, like they present the way they present it makes you feel like, "All right, I I hope he gets there. He sees that there's actually sunlight, that he enjoys being out in the sun. And when he comes back, he be- it becomes a day job for him instead of a night job. And we can be happy and fun and like That's the flash. Still not happening. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the tone of the show in any. Way. I know it needs to be though. <laughs> um. Anyway, it was. I mean, I did. I have to say that I loved Thea. <laughs> In her in the Arsenal's outfit, I loved that. I'm totally all on board with her being whatever they're going to call her. I mean, she should obviously just be Arsenal, but I don't know what they're going to call end up calling her. But I loved that Red Arrow or Speedy or yeah Arsenal um, or the Speedy Red Arsenal. I don't know. <laughs> whatever it is, um, I liked that evolution. I um, I don't. I guess I did like the jokes about the wedding. <laughs> And how that <laughs> maybe it's not considered legal, whatever. <laughs> the I am Oliver Queen moment was a little Buffy did it much better. <laughs> like in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, they do that moment. And that is one of my favorite moments in that entire show. So like when it happened here, I was just like, eh, this wasn't a very good <laughs> <laughs> on the plane. When he says it, it was not very whatever. Yeah. Cause it's right at the beginning and you know that he, you know that the episode's not over and that, there's still a bunch more stuff to come and well that wouldn't bother me it just it was like the way it was done like there was no moment that i don't know i didn't really care for it it wasn't a very good reveal to Roz or raise whatever we're calling him and i don't know about that other thing in between whatever there just was a lot of disjointed stuff to go along with a lot of disjointed stuff the entire season (laughs) i am glad that it's over Plus, it seemed weird how this episode fit with the Flash episode of this week. Yes, agreed. Because the Flash episode would have had to take place in the middle of this episode. Because after he yeah. revealed, "Hey, I'm really, I'm really Oliver," then he goes and helps the Flash, and then he comes back. Oh no! But Oliver helped them escape from the room, so it sort of had to take place before. But it was just very weird timing, like when it would have actually. Yes, I think it is supposed to technically occur before this episode, but I don't understand how Oliver could have gotten a break long enough. Yes, I think it's not just before this episode. It's supposed to have taken place before the previous episode. I think until I think until uh, even then, I don't understand how that how he got away long enough to go help. Well, yeah, well, well, that's that's the one thing I I don't get in that that sort of crossover is is if you sort of go in the same that like previously when you know when uh Ray and Felicity showed up you know that that took place before them sort of breaking up in the hospital even though the episodes were playing out you know they when they took a couple weeks off when they came back they played out of order uh, Correct. You know, the same they weren't playing in the right the right Here's order the, and so i think other. that there's still that this previous episode takes place 
before the you know that episode. That's not 20... how the order they're playing though. They're the Flash is behind. Is before is happening ahead of time. Well, yeah, but I, that's what I'm saying is that that episode, uh, yeah, yeah, that that like episode 22 took place. It didn't be, work before it, it episode work 22 right of, yeah. of Arrow because I should have been able to watch Arrow season finale then watch this week's Flash. Well, that's what I'm saying sense, is that. Well, that's what I'm saying is 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 it seems to work that way up until yeah. the season finales, and then the the season finales are. Or, you know that the flash takes place after, and so that it seems like the whole reason that they've put the episodes out of order was so that the the final two episodes would feel right, but it made all the previous episodes seem strange uh because the I don't the, know. the whole They're thing about <laughs> the whole thing about him heading to and the other part was he has those arrows with the nanobots, so how did he <laughs> like it just doesn't make yeah, sense. yeah I know because he also Whatever. he also yeah because he says <laughs> and, you know these are from Ray Palmer, so he's obviously somehow been in contact with him correct as to you know needing something like that and and it also seems like if he had made it over there and had done all this stuff the idea that he could have done all of that stuff and it somehow not made it back to, <laughs> to Ross that especially when he's flying a plane or something to get he there he was gone it's not even just not even made it back to Ross like he couldn't have contacted Ray asked Ray for those arrows with the nanobots and then Ray act like, oh, Oliver. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, then Ray is on board with the other ones where Oliver is double crossing them. Like, it doesn't make sense. Unless he just <laughs> stole the stuff from Ray and, like, you know, had it done himself. Yeah, but how could he be sure? That, yeah, I don't understand how he would be sure Ray, that it would work. That or Ray treated him ages ago and just had him in stock at his <laughs> lair or something. Maybe. They're, they're not elegant on the, on the crossovers, you know, because they had to, they, you know, they get that line in where. You know, where he says, I'm going to need a favor from you. And that's for, you know, that's for the Flash to show up and save them. You know. I'm going to need a favor from you in like two seconds. <laughs> yeah. you know? And so, yeah, the, 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 the crossovers have not been elegant. Uh, they, I they mean, they, don't I felt sense. like they were before this. It just was. And I. Yeah. They, they feel like perfectly fine if you're only watching one of the shows. But if you're watching both of them this last half of the season, they feel out of place. And I, I don't know. I hope they. They they're better at that because it seems like they're planning on doing, you know, more of that more and in, more of it in, in, the, in the coming season. You know. I mean, I think they need to go back to how they like at the beginning of the season, when they were doing the crossovers, they let the characters who were crossing over, keep their personality from the other show, even though totally the shows are different, you know what I'm saying? And that's kind of where in the second half of the season, I was like, I don't, whatever, these crossovers aren't great, but um, I still like the idea that they're doing them, so I don't want to. Yeah, I want to encourage them to get better at them, but I don't want them to stop. <laughs> or yeah, or figure. This seems like something that you have to have planned out way in advance and know when the episodes are going to air, so that they don't end up. <laughs> I mean, then, to be fair to them, I, they don't have complete control over that. So. Well, I know, but the, but then the network's got to like decide not to like completely screw things up, so that. People are confused that are you know watching both shows for uh, for a few weeks. Uh, overall, I thought I thought the finale was was really good. I really liked it as as an episode. I thought it finally brought a lot of things from the season back together and and whatnot. But it still left me much like you said, Ray. Even though I really enjoyed the episode and a lot of the stuff went down, I was still like, whew. 
I'm glad the season's over. I'm looking forward to what they they re they reshuffle and come back to do in season four. Yeah, I hope that making him go away and however they decide to bring him back, I hope that that kind of resets things in a way that's better. <laughs> I mean, I think all of the characters are kind of in a spot right now where I'm more interested in what they're going to do next season with them as opposed to last season at the end of the season. I mean, I don't know that that's entirely true, but I feel like after this season, I feel better about where they're leaving the characters as for what they could do as a story next season. So I don't know what they're planning on doing, but yeah, I don't know. It seems like it probably, it seems like likely that have something to do with the, what is the, the, the Donnie Darko or the dark, whatever person that they were trying to find in the, but wasn't in town or whatever, uh, that that might be, Probably, because otherwise he makes no sense to have been in. <laughs> yeah, why, why, yeah, why seed that in if that's not going to be something that's going to come back? Uh, but other than that, yeah, it would be interesting to see uh, what they do when they come back. And uh, with that, we'll move on to The Blacklist. Uh, season 2, episode 22, Masha Rostova, the season finale. What do you think about uh, the season finale of uh, The Blacklist, Kyle? I thought it was pretty good, although I'm wondering what the heck they're going to do next season now that they've really, like, shaken things up, basically torn apart the whole group. Um, Like, Liv is now on the run and on the most wanted list along with Red. So, I mean, they can partner up and have adventures, but how does she really clear her name and get back to her job? Because, I mean, she did kill a guy uh and granted he wasn't good but does she have proof of that um we also got to see what happened like she finally had her visions and figured out what happened when she was a kid and that she was the one that that killed her father so um i'm sure we'll see how that weighs on her the one thing I, I found odd was that she didn't um like even after now that she's on the run that she, she didn't end up back with her uh her ex-husband on his boat i thought she was just gonna end up going there at the end but we saw him take off so yeah i i, I guess my big question is what do they do next season like her partner is still he still has his job but pretty much everyone else is out of there and on the run. So how do they pick up from here? How about you, Ray? What'd you think? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I was a little disappointed by it. I think, um, and I think it's mostly cause I'm, I'm kind of over the mystery of <laughs> her. Par- Maybe I was just a little disappointed in the re- resolution of the mystery there, um, with her parents, whatever. I can't quite figure out what it is about that, that, kind of let me down. I mean, I know that they're like, she had the flashback, remembered what happened. Um, but there's a lot more there still. Like we, we don't really know. Yeah. You still don't know like, why, like what whatever. the fight was about and why Correct. potentially red was there and you know, what everything was going on. Correct. But in some ways that's where I'm like, okay, I just want some answers to that. And I want to like move on from that. That being said, I like that they have the courage to completely shake everything up. And I hope that, unlike some other shows, that they actually do kind of shake it up for a bit. Uh, I mean, I don't know how long they can 
keep it, you know what I mean? Like her and red on the run, whatever, without finally pulling her back in. Um, but I kind of like that we have something different there. Um, so starting right off, we can have, you know what I mean? Not quite exactly the same thing happening. Well, at some point, you know, that they can just, they can just turn it into, they've, they create the same type of deal for her. <laughs> they created for red. <laughs> Uh, I'm not so sure, she, though. She doesn't have the same knowledge to bring to the Yeah, table. she doesn't have all those connections. She can't just pick up the phone and get anything <laughs> delivered to her within, like, seconds. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, I think if they come back and you don't – it seems now that she's remembered this repressed memory that now that she knows that, now it seems like there's absolutely no reason for Red not to – like completely her. fill her in what was going on and let us listen to that conversation. Agreed. So I kind of would hope that would happen. It does put them in an interesting space for, uh, I'm sure a lot of the things of trying to clear her name and are, you know, trying to figure out the, more about the, uh, the conspiracy. Like they, you know, they read, got a bunch of reporters to potentially start looking into it. And at least one, uh, wrote a story about it. And, you know, to keep on with whatever his overall his overall goal is, I, you'll still see them uh, showing up at, at various places in their own undercover stuff. And you'll probably have the FBI team trying to find them and periodically being in that same place where they sort of catch up. And but it's they'll just let her go because it, they can get this other thing, uh, you know, catch this other person or something or. Uh, there's there's lots of stuff, uh, and then it it seems likely that uh, mommy dearest is going to show up at some point. You set up all this stuff that her mom was a an agent. It seems like uh, that, it's true that there's going to, that at some point there's going to be she's a legend nobody believes in anymore. Yeah, that mom's going to show up at some point. Maybe they'll just join the KGB, especially now that you know her daughter is uh, on the most wanted list. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I still enjoy the show mostly for some of the for some of the interactions with the the overall mystery is at at times it gets sort of convoluted as to what is really going on and and mostly I I don't care as long as the sort of the action of the week and whatever Correct. Red is up to is sort of fun to watch. <laughs> I will say that I thought it was kind of weird that. It took them so long to figure out where she got the virus. I'm like, it's so obvious that it's when he knocked her down at the train station. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta understand. Uh, yeah, I know that 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 it took for it took until that was the little problem I had with uh, where things happened. That it took so long for you know Red to realize that uh, this whole thing was playing out to get her right. Uh, that. That that was a a, a little bothersome, uh, and then it, not until they sort of sat down with you know the former <laughs> the former director, and they all sort of gave each other. She's like, "Well, I that was they told me to send you guys there, and blah blah." blah. Oh, okay, so that must be where it happened uh, for them to you know that it took that for them to to figure it out. Uh, I had a feeling all along that he wasn't actually sick because. Uh, that seemed like a really bad way to kill off character was for him to actually uh, to to be sick. Uh, it it all seemed more of that they were using it to try and leverage him all along. But so yeah, there was you know 
there were some big – you had some big reveals and, and things like that. And it, it definitely put it in almost one of those uh, let's write ourselves into a corner and then see what we can come up with <laughs> over the summer hiatus, you know, to – they knew they were picked up a while ago, right? Or were they just part of this last batch? No, I think they were picked up early on. I'm pretty sure it was one of their you know, their highest rated shows. But yeah, I look forward to uh, you know the blacklist coming back and seeing where they pick up and who all shows up. Uh, I have a feeling that I'm not going to want to know. I'd rather it come as a big surprise, but I have a feeling that at some point we're going to hear some big casting news of who's going to be playing the mother and uh, which would, which will suck. Cause I'd rather just find out when they show up on the episode, but, but we'll see what happens there. And we'll move on to the last show on the list, which is uh Brooklyn nine, nine uh, season two, episode 23, Johnny and Dora, the season finale. Ray, what'd you think of where we ended up uh, ended the season for uh, Brooklyn nine, nine. I'm sad to see the captain go. I mean, clearly they're not getting rid of him. So. <laughs> Although maybe they would. I don't know. Um, but he's a huge player on their team, so I can't believe they would. I thought it was a really funny episode. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about Jake and Amy, but... I mean, like, I think they're cute, but I don't know how I feel about them being together with the show the way it is. I don't know. Maybe the show could stand it. Um I get kind of over the romance need necessary thing on a comedy. <laughs> like on this show, especially, I don't think it's needed. So I could have done without it. But um, they were very cute in this episode. So I guess I liked it. I don't know. What else? Oh, my God. I loved the popcorn and <laughs> watching the captain and Wunch in their <laughs> um, confrontation. And those two with the popcorn and her going, shh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> those two are just so funny anyway i love that pairing yeah where terry just or when they're going to get the file and they can't get he into just, it so he just picks up the whole filing <laughs> cabinet and walks out yes <laughs> uh and i don't know how they wouldn't think somebody's gonna miss that filing cabinet at some point <laughs> Uh, knowing those two, they broke into it, got it out, and then stuck the filing cabinet back in. What else? I did like that they play that she played on the captain's love for the team to as the reason, and I liked it because it brought up a whole bunch of things that did happen over the season. So that was kind of nice that they <laughs> that there were some callbacks there, and that was what she used to get him to agree to leave. So I look forward to the team realizing that's what happened and figuring out a way to get him back. Uh, we'll see how they, uh, I don't know what they'll, will they work with their other captain or will they, <laughs> that'll probably be kind of fun. It'll be interesting to see who they, who they put in that, in as the new captain and, and how they deal with, uh, you know, after having, you know, sort of now gotten used to the captain they had and then having to change again, you know, without, you know, somebody like retiring or something like that. So it's, they they've been moved on to, uh. Uh, to public relations, I think it. I think there's potential to be funny there to see how the captain is handling how, that. How he well, how he deals being the head of public relations because he's not a <laughs> just the just the way he is is uh, to be sort of the face potential face of uh, of the police station would uh, would be could be funny. Uh, I read something that uh, that said that the reason they had Gina go with him is so that. 
you wouldn't think that they were getting rid of the captain, that he was still going to be part of the show. That it would make it more obvious that uh, they're obviously not getting rid of two of the of the cast members. Yeah, but I also believe that she'd be one of those characters who you'd see her again the next Monday, like the next morning. Yeah. And they'd be like, I thought you were going with the captain. And she'd be like, yeah. Yeah, I didn't really like it over there. <laughs> but also that, you know, them as, you know, working in a different uh, division. Yes, those two together as the PR or yeah. the public relations. <laughs> and that they'll still, you know, that it it puts them in a spot where they can still work with the, you know, occasionally with the with the precinct and stuff like that and 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 I'm sure at some point they'll figure out a way to to get him back but uh but basically they did do the uh they wrote themselves into uh this ending and they will figure out who the captain's going to be later <laughs> they didn't have any yeah at first i i was they didn't have any idea Yet it could be it could literally be anybody. <laughs> it could be him walking right back out of the elevator. <laughs> that, well, that was that. Like I was watching, I was like, "Did my DVR cut off, or did they actually?" <laughs> like then I quickly like what what was on after it and check and make sure there was nothing I missed. Like, do we actually get to see who it was? And I I did like how we finally got to see him express like a slight bit of emotion as he was saying his <laughs> goodbyes to everyone. And everyone's like, "Whoa." what's going on like with his his emotion um but yeah i i was surprised that they actually like went through with it i thought they were gonna actually uh figure out a way to like i thought their plan was actually gonna ultimately work but like you said i'm interested to see how they i'm sure he's gonna be back but just how how they work that their way back to him uh getting that job again and I, I, and like you said, Ray, I, like I don't necessarily need the relationship between uh, Peralta and Santiago, but I like them on the screen together. I like all the like, uh, like they do like the fake or the quick kiss to distract, even like to the other guy who like has no idea what the whole plan is even happening, but they still uh, go and kiss a second time out there just to throw on that same fake thing but i really do like those two together and i wouldn't mind if they kept them together but it's definitely not something that's needed on the show yeah i i think i think they work well together i think they've done a good job over this season of of making him of maturing him just a little bit you know and then also showing that like she says on the date you know he makes me laugh and and stuff uh, i i love the fake date with them trying to come up with reasons why they don't have a ring <laughs> or she's like they're they're going to Waco on their honeymoon <laughs> and stuff. She's like, it was on Dateline last night. It was the first thing I could think of. Uh just all that uh all that all that awkwardness uh, with between them. Uh I thought that those scenes worked really well, especially when they you know, then they finally you know, when they were started to say like real things under the fake persona type thing and or when they kissed again so that the guy would pick up the you know the briefcase by the bench and then they they sort of come right out of it pulling their weapons saying they <laughs> just a work thing or just just undercover i thought that i thought a lot of that 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 worked really well i love the don johnson unit uh <laughs> with the giant jackets um there was just i don't know there was a lot of stuff that was uh a lot of fun. I just really, it's one of my, it's one of my favorite comedies on right now. And, uh, 
look forward to the, it coming back for another season. And I, I even like it on, on like Sunday nights because there's like no other, there's like no other comedies, you know, really. There's a whole Fox animated lineup. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, other than that, that lineup. But for me, I don't watch, I don't watch any of the animated shows, and uh, and so having, and and it being at the beginning of the night, it's not buried under a bunch of other stuff on a Tuesday or. Yeah, or or later on, even later on Sunday night, where I, you know, it gets it where it get lost in a bunch of other stuff that I'm trying to watch. But uh, I don't have this problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all need to simplify, like Ray has done. Ray needs to teach a lesson on how to cut shows from your DVR. A, I keep trying, and you guys just don't listen it's to a, me. So. It's she's a well, she's a recovering TV whore. So, you know, it's true, <laughs> which will sound, which will sound really, really bad if I leave that in the podcast. If nobody, ha- if somebody listening has no idea of what your blog used to be, <laughs> that's like, wow, Jason's really rude. Don't call me a whore. <laughs> you called yourself at first. <laughs> that's no excuse. No, I'm just kidding. All right, with that, that'll do it for prime time, <laughs> and uh, we'll move on to uh, TV recommendations. And uh, Ray, you have do you have anything to recommend? No, <laughs> nothing to recommend. No recommendations. Terribly sorry, nothing to recommend. I thought I'd have I thought I'd have watched a few more of uh, some of the upcoming stuff to to potentially recommend, but I haven't gotten to it. Keep trying to keep the freaking DVR. <laughs> so that it can record. Although this is a great week, I just looked, and it's so weird to see like uh, on nights where like the DVR is only recording like one thing. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, tonight all I'm recording is the following, and that's it. <laughs> like, which is nice. You know, so it's a uh, so this. One, I'm not recording anything. Yes, yeah, so and I'm all caught up on my DVR. So, <laughs> so, so this will be a good week for me to actually catch up on the the DVR stuff, but. Uh, I will reiterate last week's pick of of Wayward Pines, but uh, other than that, Kyle, what is uh, what is your pick? So my pick is uh, Orange is the New Black season two, which uh, comes out on Blu-ray and DVD this week. Um, the one problem with binge watching this last year when it first aired on Netflix is I don't remember anything about the season because <laughs> you watch it all in one day and then it's another 364 days later and you haven't watched it at all. Yeah, there's but no I remember... time to process each episode and what went on to, to have it committed to the memory bank. But I know I enjoyed it and the third season starts up soon, although I don't know why you'd bother to buy the Blu-ray if you already have Netflix and you're planning on watching the third season. Yeah. You can just watch it on Netflix. Yeah, but, but yeah, but for those of you that uh, aren't Netflix subscribers, uh, they do finally put them out on DVD or Blu-ray for you to for you to watch. But but again, I would just sign up for Netflix for, if you're gonna watch it. Yeah, if you're gonna watch the third season anyway, for a couple seasons. For what this will cost, you can you can get what like three months of. Uh, it's twenty bucks for the Blu-ray. Yeah, so you know, just uh, you know, a little over two months worth of Netflix. That you could get uh, just for the cost of the the Blu-ray, so yeah, I don't I don't know, but uh, it's there, and uh, we'll have links to where you can uh, find uh, the DVDs and uh, and whatnot 
uh, along with uh, some of the news stories that we talked about and uh, also uh, where you can find Kyle in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 275. Uh, next week, uh, I will be joined by Laurel Brown from docbrowntv.com and uh, uh, Mark Dakotes uh, from solotalkmedia.com. Uh, they do uh, Orphan Black and uh, Under the Dome podcast, and they're going to be doing a podcast on uh, Killjoys. They're going to be doing one coming up. Uh, and uh, we're going to uh, talk about uh, the finales of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Flash, and Grimm. And then also talk uh, Orphan Black in the first couple episodes of Wayward Pines. Uh, I feel sort of weird not just having things scheduled, but also knowing what we're talking about by the time we <laughs> record the podcast the previous week. It's very strange the last couple of weeks here. Although it's so nice knowing when you're watching that you're going to be talking about it. So, so uh, with that, the opening and closing music is provided by IODA Promonet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Streets Bankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And uh, thank you again, Kyle and Ray, for uh, joining me here to talk some TV on episode 275. Thanks for having me. And uh, thank you for listening. And uh, as always, if you have any, you know, if you have any questions or comments or things about the podcast or about any shows, uh, you can always send those in to feedback at tvtimes3.com. And uh, with that, we'll be back with a new episode next week. We sit glued to the TV set all night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews.